Hi, I'm Courtney, and this is the Wicked Sisters podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm by myself today, which is a little bit daunting, but that's fine. Erin um, can't be here because she's extremely busy, and if you're wondering where we've been the, uh, the past couple of months, apologies, because we've been super, super busy. I've got two weddings coming up, Erin's got a wedding coming up. Um, I'm trying to move in three months. It's just chaotic at the moment, but I figure what I'll do, um, is I'll sit down and I'll read out some Reddit stories and you know, it'll be a good time. So we'll start with number one, obviously, because it's the first one. (laughs) Um, so I've had a few paranormal experiences in my life thus far, some frightening stuff, but nothing that was actually dangerous in retrospect. I recently started a security job in a bank. I work overnight and monitor the entirety of the building's interior as well as patrols of the exterior. The building is six stories with only the bottom one actually being the functional bank. The upper floors are mainly untouched, outdated offices with a few being rented by businesses. No one whatsoever is in the building of the nighttime and surveillance doesn't cover the upper floors because they're so well separated from the bank. While doing my rounds of the upper levels and checked every unlocked room, example, bathrooms, closets, mechanical room, storage spaces, stairwells, the whole nine yards, didn't find anything as usual. But while I was on the fourth floor, I heard someone call my name and I heard a door close. Of course, I was freaked out, but I pushed through the fear and tried to stay rational. I did a second sweep of the floor and again, nothing. Then I got really scared. I got to the stairwell on that floor and opened the door to listen. Stairwell echo really badly, so we're taught to be silent and listen for intruders. While I'm standing there, head peeked through the door, I don't hear anything until I do. Two men's voices came from the stairwell. I'm assuming up it. I announced myself and started up, but found nothing and didn't hear any doors open or close, which I should have. Then, I'm at the last flight, up to the roof, and I hear loud steps running up the stairs. I'm absolutely terrified and prepared myself for physical altercation. Weapon at the ready, I wait for the perp to come to me because I'm on high ground. The steps sound close enough that I should be able to see the person causing them, but I don't. Then, I hear laboured breathing with the steps, and still, I see nothing. Next thing I know, I'm physically pushed back. I didn't fall very far, more like collapsed into the steps behind me. The sounds continue to the roof door, and to my shock, it opens with a bang and then shuts. I actually saw it open and shut. It's normally locked, so I go to secure it and call the cops, but when I get to it, it's locked. I have absolutely no explanation for this. I've never been pushed or physically touched by an entity, and I'm shaken badly. On top of this, the night, the next night, I'm sitting in the lobby with elevators behind me. Again, no one is in this building, and I hear the outdated elevator go up some floors, stop and shift with weight entering it, then come back down. I am absolutely terrified as it touched down and the doors open. No one in sight, but when I get up to look closer, steps pound towards me, push me over, then run up the stairwell adjacent to the elevator. I'm terrified of this building. I'm the first female guard they've hired, newer company, 
The men I've spoken to don't experience anything. It pays too good to quit, but I'm at a loss of what to do. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> oh my God. No, man. Just quit. No, no, no. I think that if you're getting pushed by something, it's just either assert your ground, like just be like, no, don't fucking touch me. Or you just get out of there. Just, just leave. Leave. All right. Number two. My best friend and I would always talk about crazy dreams we had. Never thought much of it until he told me about one where he got hit by a car and died. We were about 15 to 16 years old when he told me about the dream. We were into conspiracies, stuff like aliens, paranormal, lucid dreaming. So we talk about this stuff like a lot. And he died right before he would have turned 20. He said he was riding a skateboard, wearing all black, when the car hit him and could see everyone at his funeral. He even said his crush was at his funeral and laughed about it. He just kept going on about it, how it was so real, and it really shook me up until eventually I forgot about it. Then, a few years later, after I'd long forgotten about this dream, it happened for real. His crush was at his funeral. He did get hit by a car and die. He was wearing all black like in the dream, his work clothes. And he was riding my skateboard. It was all true. I still don't know what to make of it. Every single detail I remember from his dream came true. And I'm sure there's a part of it that he told me that I don't remember. I felt crazy. I didn't tell anyone about it. I just don't know why or how he saw it happen in his dream. And think, what if he never told me about it? It just left me with so many questions. But I guess now I have proof at least to myself, our souls go on after we die. I just wish I knew why he experienced that dream and told me about it. Like there had to be some kind of reason. I just think about how I wouldn't believe this story if it hadn't, if I hadn't experienced it for myself. That's really sad. That is super, super sad. I mean, I'm not something similar happened to me, but something similar happened to my sister. And recently her partner had passed and he would tell her like not often, but he would tell her that he thought that he would die young. And unfortunately he did. So yeah, I don't know why he thought that, but yeah, that's creepy. That's creepy. I don't like that. No. Number three. Okay. A while back I had gone on a vacation with my boyfriend. We set out pretty late on our way back, so it was around midnight or one in the morning when this took place. He was driving and mentioned that he felt like he was being watched. I said something to the effect of, they're just curious, nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> just, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure. Sometimes it's curiosity. Sometimes supernatural shit just wants to get violent with you some they just want to get violent with you okay anyway moving on i got the feeling something was wrong see i was right um then i heard screaming from the woods it sounded like a man wailing in pain and anger i asked my boyfriend if he was hearing that and he did not but he could tell something was up with me when i looked to my right it looks like there was a woman on the side of the road maybe 10 feet back and my phone froze. I couldn't stop or change the music. I couldn't access our directions. I tried restarting it several times and it just restarted the same song over and over. Every time I looked out the windows, I saw the same woman in the woods at various distances away from the side of the road. 
I've encountered things before, seen things I shouldn't. Generally, I'm pretty good at keeping my cool. But not that night. From the moment I heard the screaming, I was so scared, I thought I was going to be sick. At some point, I started crying and begging my boyfriend to not stop the car, to just keep driving. He, of course, was very confused and kept telling me he had no intention of stopping the vehicle. That was around the point I stopped being able to understand him. He would say something and I would know he was speaking English, but it kept sounding like he was speaking in a language I didn't understand. I felt like I was being lost. Then, as soon as we crossed the border in between provinces, it all stopped. My phone started working. I could understand my boyfriend. The screaming and the women were just gone. I was flooded with relief. I guess I'm posting here to ask if anyone knows what the heck that was. I'm still rattled by this experience and it's been months now. I think, and this is just my guess, I think you were driving in like a really haunted area. Wouldn't it be surprising if somebody had committed a murder on that land and it just amplified everything? You know what I mean? Wouldn't it be surprising if you saw like a ghost or two two ghosts? Like you, you could hear like this guy call, well, calling out in pain. I mean, it could have also been like the flesh walkers. I don't really want to say the proper name because I am terrified. But, it, you know, it could have been that or you could have been taunted or both. Or, yeah, or both. Oh, no. Number four. When I was younger, around 16, I was sitting in the corner seat of our lounge chair. It was a five-seater, and the way it was positioned, you could see up the hall to the laundry and then to my parents' room at the end of the hall. I don't like that. I don't like that. I want a wall directly in front of me. Like, in my couch, I want to see a wall. I don't want to be able to see out, out into the hallway. That, no, I fucking hate that. I hate that. No, don't like it. Anyway. Okay, moving on. One night, I was in said chair and I see a lady with long blonde hair in a long white nightgown walk from the laundry, turn the corner and walk towards my parents' room. I called out to mum. Ma, did you just come out of the laundry? She replies from the kitchen, which is on the other side of me towards the front of the house. No, why? I said to her that I thought I had just seen her walk up the hallway. She said, nope, not me. The next morning, she called me a cow, said thanks for the la- for last night. I asked what happened. Apparently, last night, after we all went to bed, as she was going to sleep, she felt a heavy pressure on her chest and hands around her neck like someone was choking her. I told her about the woman I had seen, and she said, Well, she tried to kill me last night. Thanks for letting me know. I admit, I laughed and said she did a pretty shitty job. <laughs> That's when you know you got a good relationship with your mom. You can joke about like somebody like trying to like kill you. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's good. Okay. So number five. I work in an assisted living facility. And when it snows, we sleep in the empty room. So they will still be taken care of. Anyway, one night I had to stay over and stay in our 200 hall. I, had n- I have no idea what that is. I had no issue falling asleep but ended up waking up around midnight. One of the residents was up singing in the hallway. (laughs) Don't like that. No, sorry, Bob. But I couldn't make out the exact words. I couldn't fall back asleep, so I got up and walked out the room. They asked me if it was okay for them to be confused. Then I continued, continued to mumble about being a kid on a playground. Things like this were common with this resident. 
I explain that it's okay and encourage them to go back to sleep. I wake up again around 4 a.m. This time I was hearing children laughing, like elementary age recess kind of laughing. I get up really confused and looked out the door. There was nothing there. I walked down the hallway and the further I got, the quieter it was until it stopped. I went back to the room I was in and tried sleeping again. I mentioned it the next day to some co-workers and they explained that hearing children laughing in that hallway is common. Almost everyone who works there has heard it and multiple different residents have asked nurses about it. Nobody knows where that would come from since the building never used to be a place where kids would be. <laughs> no, no, I don't like that. Oh God. I mean, if you want to spin it in a positive light, maybe, just maybe, like some residents, they lost their children when their children was younger and their children keep them company. You know what I mean? Let's let's look at the positive side. They're, they're, it's kids keeping those old people company. It's fine. It's good. What did I say? Five. This is six. Okay, number six. I'm very much a skeptic. That being said, it still doesn't stop me from being spooked when something out of the ordinary happens. Love those kind of people. Love them. Be skeptic all you want, but like admit when something spooky happens, okay? This story took place years ago on a family holiday. We had decided to do a road trip through the neighboring country and stop at various towns along the way. Since this was our first time visiting, a family member who worked as a tour operator there recommended various hotels and B&Bs along our route. The trip mostly consisted of spending hours driving through the desert each day and arriving at our waypoints around dusk. As so it soon became apparent that the accommodation recommended was subpar. Leaking roofs and bare mattresses often meant we spent the early hours of the evening looking for alternative stays. Our trip had reached the halfway mark and we had arrived at our final waypoint before turning around. This time, the accommodation wasn't a bed bug buffet by any means, but it was a tiny bit odd. We arrived at the set of a large white buildings with red metal roofs. I couldn't help but notice the unusual number of elderly people wandering the grounds. Check-in went smoothly and we were updated on a short history of the buildings themselves. It turns out it had been an old hospital built in the First World War. Nope. As a military field hospital. Oh, fuck that. No. <laughs> Thereafter, it was taken over by the Red Cross and parts of the building were still used as maternity wards until just prior to the turning in just prior to it turning into a hotel and an old age home. Ah, that explains old people. Okay. We checked into our room as a family room that was big enough to fit all five of us. We unpacked our groceries, we took the self-catering option and began to settle in. I say this because the room wasn't doing itself any favors in hiding that, in hiding what it was clearly designed as. It consisted of a very large main room with four beds spread across a tiled floor. And even then, you could probably have squeezed another two beds in there. Connected to a smaller room via a kitchen, air quotes, um, with kitchen area, which looked more like a long, thin hallway than a kitchen. <laughs> I don't like long hallways. It's just unnecessary. Why does it have to be that long? I don't like them. Okay. 
Even though the evening had felt like the setup of a Scooby-Doo episode, I was actually quite excited to grab some rest that night since I had my own bed and at various points along the way I had to share with one of my brothers. The first night went by without an event and I barely thought anything of the creepy room anymore. On the second night, I was woken up by a distinct feeling of a warm breath on my neck. Oh, no, heebie-jeebies, I don't like that. I didn't think anything of it in my groggy state and went back to bed. I later woke up a second time because I felt like someone had begun lifting my shirt and tickling my side. What the fuck? This time, I was a bit spooked and lay out for half an hour, but eventually fell back asleep. Morning came and I had totally forgotten about the night before. The next day was our last in that town and we spent it scratching off a few more tourist attractions on our list. We returned to the hotel that evening, packed our clothes and packed the remaining of the groceries before turning in for the night. The next morning we checked out and began the long drive back home. An hour into the trip, my mum asked us if we heard anything strange the previous evening. No, we said. We'd all slept like rocks. Well, she said she heard something. After her shower, she prefers to do this when it's quiet and everyone has already gone to bed. Feel that? Man, I completely understand. She went to the room that she and my dad shared, the smaller one, and decided to crawl into bed and spend a couple hours reading. She became tired and then decided to go to bed. As she began falling asleep, she heard the distinct click, click, click of heels on tiles making their way across the kitchen hallway. The light turned on and she heard the rustling of her grocery bags before suddenly it stopped. The light turned off again. She ignored it and fell asleep a bit after. In the morning, she found some of the grocery bags unpacked. Animals were out of the question since all the windows were closed for the air conditioning. My first thought as someone with a bit of history of sleepwalking is that I could have potentially been the one who unpacked the groceries. My second thought is that I would have done so barefoot and would not have made a sound on those tiles. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, maybe it was like an old war nurse, you know, just making her rounds, looking through bags. She's like, oh, these are groceries, not fucking medicine. Oh, shit. And then she fucked off right out of there. She's fine. Leave her alone. Okay, number seven. I was on the fence about whether or not they existed, but I wasn't pompous to think we were the only in existence. We are spiritual, but also skeptics all at once. My personal experience. About two years ago, we had some odd occurrences at our home. It was around late September, early October, as the leaves were changing color, and you could really feel autumn in the air. If you live in the Midwest or live in a place that has seasonal changes, the air smell, the fall air smells different. I mean, yeah, I feel that's like fucking everywhere. Anyway, we were decorating for Halloween. So things got moved around a bit in the front lawn to make room for the decor. We didn't think much of anything until things started to go missing at home. A few weeks prior to decorating, I purchased a set of Bluetooth earbuds that I only, that I use on the daily basis and carried in my pocket when I went out. After decorating, I went out to the local Target to pick up some groceries and some additional string lights. Later that evening, when I got a call, I looked for my earbuds and couldn't find them anywhere. I was a bit upset, but chalked it up to maybe it fell in my pocket at Target. The next day, I went back up to Target just to make sure, retraced my steps and checked lost and found. Nothing. Grieving for my loss, I brought another exact pair of Bezos 
and two days later, the new package arrived at my doorstep, smiley tape and all. Oh, that's nice. All is well again in our little world until a few days later when I was preparing our dinner. We wanted to do a Korean barbecue at home. Oh, Korean barbecue. So good. Korean hot pot. So good. My partner made a Korean hot pot like a few weeks ago. He made like a vegetarian, oh no, sorry, a vegan option for his sister and her partner. And then he made like, um, you know, a meat thing. And so good. So fucking good. And like we have like this little um, Asian grocery store near where we live. And oh, all the stuff that you can buy there. And the people that run it are so lovely. Anyway. Okay, where am I up to? Korean barbecue. Oh, and we have a tabletop Korean barbecue grill pan. One that you set up on the table. Oh, what am I saying? One that you set on top of a butane stove. There we go. I looked in its usually in its usual spot, the corner kitchen cabinet. For the love of all things tasty, I hated the corner cabinet. It is where appliances and old pans are sent to live out their days in the dark. Web-filled corners. Rarely thought of and visited until we just so happened to be in the neighborhood. The grill pan was not there. We took everything out of the corner cabinet and it was not there. I even had my wife lend a pair of eyes. She went as far as crawling into the Dominion <laughs> armed with her cell phone flashlight to see if we could rescue the grill pan from it, the depths. But no luck. It was lost forever in the darkness. As my wife resurfaced from the corner cabinet and as I wrapped up reminiscing old times with my tamango, tamago, tamago pan and the old fondue set, dinner was a bust for that night. Two items missing back to back. Could it be a coincidence? My wife and I spoke. She mentioned that recently she saw a TikTok about Faye and how they can be mischievous. Of course, TikTok to the rescue. Being spiritual, this wouldn't be our first encounter with Faye, as my wife had made offerings to them in the past for our garden and, and etc. But this made me think and turn to our all-knowing acquaintance, Google. Hail Google. Come to find out, moving things in the garden and in a yard can disturb their habitat and the places that they reside. This can result in angering them. Understandable. I'd be pretty, pretty pissed if I came home from work and my house was moved a few blocks over. So, new knowledge in hand. I went out to the front lawn and apologized out loud and explained that we didn't mean to disturb them and that we were only preparing for the holidays. I left out an offering of honey, bread and milk. Now, I wait. The next night, I was upstairs wrapping up some work. My kiddo ran upstairs with a set of Bluetooth earbuds and handed them over while saying, Here, Daddy. I said my thank yous and I didn't think anything of it. When I set them down on the desk, I realized that my new pair of Bluetooth earbuds were already on my desk. I ran downstairs and asked my wife and kiddo where they found it. My kiddo responded, Oh, they were just sitting right there on the coffee table. Eyes wide, I explained to my wife, those were my missing pair of earbuds that I had lost a little over a week ago. We were both speechless as we cleared off the coffee table looking for the earbuds the night it went missing. Later that night, while my wife took a bath and I was preparing dinner, I decided to visit my friend, the Tamago fan, <laughs> to contort my way... Oh, I contort my way into the corner cabinet, phone in hand, to pull out the pan and guess who was sitting there? The Korean grill pan that was missing only 24 hours earlier. We couldn't explain it. How both of the missing items showed back up. 
but I told my wife that I apologized out loud the day before and took out an offering. Sometimes, just because we can't explain it, doesn't mean they don't they do not exist. Thanks for reading and have a wonderful day. That person, super cheery. Love it. Love the story. Okay. Uh, number eight. So, it happened two years ago. I just came back from my vacation trip outside the city. My bus dropped me off at the station at approximately 1.30am. Oh, I just, okay, I recently just read this one. Spooky spook. Okay. I got into the main road and started looking for a cab to go home. There was no cab or any person on in sight. I was standing for five to eight minutes looking at both sides of the road to find a cab. And on my left, I saw a girl in a white sari, a traditional dress for the women in my country, standing like 50 feet away from me under a lamppost. My heart immediately started pounding. I looked the other way and started praying. A few moments later, I heard her saying, Hey, sir, can you do me a favor? I was shaking. I turned at her and she was like four feet away from me. I immediately took two steps back. She smiled and said, Are you afraid of me? I said, It's almost 2 a.m. and there's a girl in a white sari standing in front of me at a lone place like this. Yes, I'm a bit afraid. She chuckled and said, Don't be afraid. I'm the one afraid actually. It's really late and I'm home and I'm alone here and I need to go home, but I want someone to accompany me. Would you please come with me? My home is not far from here. Just to let everyone know, in my country it's not safe for any woman to be out alone at night. I was scared shitless, but I didn't want to leave a young girl alone there, so I agreed to give her company but asked her to keep distance from me. She chuckled and said, "Okay." I really didn't want to talk or make eye contact with her, so I didn't even ask why she was alone there at this time of night. I didn't know where we were going. I just followed her, walking beside her, keeping distance. She also didn't say a word the whole time, which was also really eerie to me. After walking for like 15 minutes, she stopped in front of a steel gate, which was on our right. She said with a happy face, My home is a few steps away from here. You don't need to take more trouble. I can take care from here. Thank you for helping me. You're a good person. She then turned her back and started walking. I thought my job was done and I turned in the opposite direction and started walking. But out of curiosity, after taking a few steps, I turned my head to see where she was going. She was gone. There's no girl in fucking sight. I added the fucking part, okay? <laughs> I turned back and came back to the, in front of the gate and looked around. She was gone. I looked at the gate. It had a padlock on it. There's no way anyone could unlock it get in and lock it from the outside in two to three seconds it's not possible at least for a human but i still didn't know what the gate was for i looked up and saw a sign over the gate it said x cemetery i realized everything that just happened to me i started running i saw a mosque on the site on site yes i saw a oh no it's supposed to mean right okay hang on i saw a mosque on the right and started running towards it there's always a mosque near a cemetery in my country and i rushed rushed into the mosque which obviously was noisy the i think this is how you pronounce it the iman the Amen, Amen, priest of the mosque woke up and came with a baton thinking there was a thief. he saw me laying on the floor unconscious after a few minutes i woke up he asked me what happened and i explained everything to him he understood and told me the story of the girl Seven years ago, a girl was raped and killed. People found her body under the lamppost I was talking about earlier. Her face was messed up. No one identified her. No one came to claim her body. So no complaint was filed to the police. The rapist, rapist, 
still roam free till this day. Since no one claimed her body, the locals buried her in the cemetery I spoke about earlier. Since then, a lot of people, especially young guys, have had interactions with her. Some had had hostile, a hostile experience. Some had a peaceful experience. I would like to think mine was peaceful. I would like to think so too, my guy. Jesus Christ. Fuck that. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have for you today. Hopefully we can come back in, a, in like a couple of days and sit down and do a recording. And uh, there's so many like cases that I want to um, speak about and tell you guys about because there's one in particular that has blown my goddamn mind and I need, I need to sit down and speak about it. But until then, send us a follow on Instagram. You're more than welcome to stop by or like suggest cases to us. Like that would be great. Or you could even, like, send us your own spooky story and I will read it out. And, you know, terrify me. Like, really give me the spooks. Anyway, until then, bye!